Welcome to The Backlot by Alamo Drafthouse for Thursday, October the 18th. We are coming to you live from the Alamo Drafthouse here in Springfield, Missouri. I am one of your hosts, Joey Mills with ComingSoon.net. Joining me today, going around the room, we've got... David Mann, Alamo Drafthouse. K-Dub. Jen. Jenny G. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's a heck of a nickname. Like I finally got my nickname. <laughs> It only took us how many months to get you a nickname? It doesn't even matter. Yeah, it's right. worth it. Well, we are in the downward slide towards the weekend. Hope everybody's having a good week. I know you guys have a lot of stuff coming up here at the Alamo, not only <laughs> so this much. weekend, but the rest of the month yeah. and, and beyond. So we'll be talking about that shortly. But first, before we get to that, let's take a look at a few of the headlines from Hollywood and beyond. First up, top five movies last weekend at the box office. Not a lot of movement at the top. This maybe the top one's not surprising, but uh, you get a little further down, it's kind of interesting. Taking the top spot for the second weekend in a row is Venom, making another $35 million. Yuck. (laughs) <laughs> I'm a little surprised. I, I, I am thought too. the Star I was a lot Born surprised. would take it over, but I, I did say if Venom would take number one, I'd hope it would be like $40 million or something crazy. Uh, but I thought people would wise up. I just did no, not pe- care no for No, people it are all. intelligent, and they know that a cool, fun movie is there, and they went and watched it. Yeah, mindless Drek. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you saw it, too. I saw it, too. And so you'd be the tiebreaker here. I liked it. That's fine. I'll never begrudge <laughs> someone for liking something. <laughs> Having said that, uh, just structurally, the dialogue, the pacing, pretty much everything that makes a movie a movie I didn't like. Uh, <laughs> As I'm an effect reel, it was great. <laughs> I didn't have fun. There were fun moments. I just thought they uh, dropped the ball, tried to pick it up, dropped it again. And that went on for about an hour and, and 28 minutes and 13 <laughs> minutes of credits. <laughs> so they kicked uh, the ball accidentally yeah. away from them. Uh, pretty much everybody said that it had its little, you know, had its ups hiccups and, and stuff. But yeah. you know what? It's still a cool movie. So. It was entertaining, and I didn't expect to like it at all. If, so I was pleasantly surprised. If the bar's low enough, you just have to get both feet off the ground, I guess. That's <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm curious to hear what you got to say about the uh, second place loser of Star is Born. Oh, an actually good mainstream movie. <laughs> <laughs> an actual Cle- movie. Clearly not. It came in number two. Mainstream. Uh, hey, really it fell short. Let me tell you, budget-wise, we've got a movie that cost, what, like somewhere between like 30 and $40 million. It's already made like almost, I'm sure it's by today, domestic, it's probably know, yeah. $100 million yeah. by today. So it's, uh, you know an Oscar contender in so many major categories, and it deserves it. It's a very, very good movie. I'll be uh, honest, I didn't expect it to be in the number two spot, and I certainly didn't expect it to be within, you know, what, seven million or less of Venom in the second yeah. weekend. So. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like I really did expect it to take number one. I thought, yeah, I really thought Venom and Starsborn would be neck and neck. Yeah. yeah, I didn't expect to see them as one and two. Uh, I really didn't. Debuting expect. at number three, only earning sixteen million was First Man. Um, I thought that would have done better. Yeah, not enough flags. Yeah, <laughs> it should be. But when half the country flag. already decided they're going to stay home, that is yeah. still going. They'll that debate is still time. raging every Jam day. Jam those things in all over the yeah. place in every trailer. Yeah. And then in the number four spot, Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween, made just under, I mean, it was neck and neck with First Man, made just under $16 million in its opening weekend. Good enough for fourth place. That was kind of a happy surprise. 
I didn't see it. We still have Goosebumps Halloween bags, though. Anybody who wants to come watch it, we'll just give you one of those bags. <laughs> Pre-Halloween. Something to toss candy in on Halloween. Yeah. There you go. Come on. And Absolutely. it's time. It's fashion forward. It's only very cost, 2018. <laughs> only costs free 90 free, so yes. come grab that. Yeah. The kids actually want to trick-or-treat this year again. I'm like, what? I thought we were done with that. Why are we... <laughs> We have to come candy. see. Garbage. It's not the same to buy your own candy. Every no, time no, it's better. Out, they pull you back <laughs> in. It's much better just to buy your own candy. Well, it is. I mean, to <laughs> us in their little minds, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> and holding on to the number five spot, this just slid down from number three to number five. In and adding another nine million to its total is Smallfoot. And of this the is where the shocker starts. Yeah, of the movies that you know were in the top five last week and the top three the weekend before, that's not necessarily the one I would have picked to be the one hanging around. But I would have picked several other movies ahead of that, which I thought it would do a little better than it did. I don't know. Maybe the movie's not that good, or I don't it's know. Has anybody good. seen it? Specifically. <laughs> I think another movie should have been in there. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so <laughs> I think we might be on the same page about something that's finally uh, very disappointing. <laughs> I just expected a cute kids movie to do well and stay doing well for a while, but maybe a little little early in the season. Could be. Maybe know. it would have yeah. came out closer to Thanksgiving or a little after. Maybe it would have. Yeah, I knew Goosebumps was going to do some serious damage I think to yeah. it. The theme of small foot might have shot it in the small foot because it's <laughs> uh, jokes for days. Yeah, the the theme of small foot is really question everything. Right. But, uh, you know, in this climate, I don't think question. <laughs> so the, everything. the half the country that went, was going to go see <laughs> yeah. not, First enough Man. not enough flags. Not enough flags. You got to have a broader audience, folks. You yeah. can't. There is a flag in that movie, just so you know. Smallfoot? Yes. Are you kidding me? There's definitely. When there are more flags in Smallfoot than there are in First Man, you've got issues. Last weekend's other new release, Bad Times at the El Royale, finished in number seven place with about $7 million. Any thoughts? Did anybody see Have you seen it that yet? That is a seen it? damn travesty. <laughs> it's an amazing movie. movie. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best movies I've seen in a long, long time. It's unique. It's interesting. And uh, for some reason, audiences were wrong. And they went to see <laughs> No, the audiences were right. Non-audiences were wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the people that they, stayed home. All the others were wrong. That's like but, low end of projections, too. So Yeah. yeah I never, I, I don't think I've ever watched a movie on the big screen that made me jump that much. And I'm not into scary movies. They don't scare me. And this wasn't a scary movie, but it was a thriller. Like right. Beginning I, to end. But compared to the other movies, just going as a seeing the marketing of it, maybe a couple times I saw commercials for that movie where the other ones, I see them like all the time. Oh, I saw yeah, it. Bad Times at El Royale. I saw it everywhere. It's got to um, be like one of the best made trailers of the year. Mm-hmm. It's Agreed. intense. It doesn't reveal. It's all it's, the things you want in a trailer for a good right. movie. It doesn't give you any details as to what's no, happening. No, it's all visual. Just a bunch yeah. of yeah. questions. It's visual, visual and tones. tone, yeah. And, and then, so, uh, yeah, you're not prepared. Yeah, and the movie's tremendous. Uh, I heard people say it was overlong. Uh, I've heard that. I think they're mistaken. I, I do could have too. Sat for another 20, 30 minutes. Me too. Uh, the structure of it, the unique style. People have compared it to uh, like a Quentin Tarantino esque movie, right? Which I don't think the, is uh, fair. at his best. At yeah. the top at his of best. his game. Uh, yeah. It's just a really interesting, unique story that you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, 
And uh, there's a really fun thing if you pay attention to the line that separates uh, the two states. Uh-huh. Uh, just note everyone that steps on that line. There's a very unique, interesting style that they use with this movie that uh, I thought was cool. It's a great movie. And yes. uh, Can we actually just talk about this the rest of the time? You know what? <laughs> <Yeah>. Go ahead. <laughs> I think this... Uh, <laughs> I'm just so disappointed that it made so little money. I was, was crushed. Brilliant. As if I had invested in it. <laughs> like, that's how it was. Like, yeah. How could they? My dream, my vision. Yeah, yeah, That's it too was bad. so the good. The two best movies, that and came definitely out one that you got to see on the big screen. I think right. you know, like it just magnifies the magnificence that much more. I think the issue was that it was creative. You know, yeah, it wasn't cookie cutter. Like it sometimes it was definitely not. Yeah, it's uh, one of those sad, destined to be a cult classic style movies. Drew Goddard is brilliant. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, this is a follow-up to Cabin in the Woods. It's, yeah, it's right in step. Talking about that, it's a great segue. It's almost like you had one of these in your hand. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While doing the press tour for Bad Times at the El Royale, director uh, Drew Goddard was asked why there hasn't been a sequel yet to Cabin in the Woods, which he co-wrote along with Joss Whedon, and he directed. Um, apparently, people asking this question haven't seen said movie (laughs) (laughs) because uh, Drew's quote was well you know we sort of painted ourselves into a corner with the ending of Cabin in the Woods it's not a thing that calls for an easy sequel I'll tell you that much yeah (laughs) (laughs) when you have smaller intimate horror movie that ends with the end of the world it's really hard to go back and recapture the magic of that movie and take the story forward when Everybody's dead. You got to think outside the world. Yeah. I think with the structure of that movie, instead of a sequel, it needs to be adjacent or. Every horror movie that comes out now functions as a prequel. Yeah. Uh, I loved Cabin in the Woods. Uh, Going into it, the first scene with the the business type people doing all that uh, that stuff, if you haven't seen it, um, you've had time. (laughs) Yes. You've had time. Uh, The business type people who are setting the whole structure of the game up. you realize, sitting in the theater, based off the trailers, that's not included, you realize, I'm going to get something completely different and unique and strange and creative, and uh, it definitely doesn't need a sequel. Sometimes people just want more of the same thing. They liked it so much. Well, and that's Enjoy what they the want. special features. They, do, they don't necessarily want... They, they want that feeling of seeing something new that they were like surprised by and weren't <laughs> expecting we're like oh this is great let me tell you no they don't <laughs> they <laughs> go see bad times well, at el royale which they, is they think emotionally they, similar they think they want <laughs> that. emotionally they, similar yeah, they want the they want the feeling they want the they want the hit they yeah, just don't want to search it out it's yeah make it easy yeah, and they want it all to come packaged as a sequel of something they already know. They don't want anything new. So. I just whisper to people that Bad Times at the El Royale is a sequel to that movie. And maybe <laughs> there you watch go. It. Maybe you'll make six million next week and yeah. barely drop off. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna guess not. With yeah, Dead the, on with, Arrival. With, with the big uh, with this yeah. week's big release, I'm yeah. guessing that everything's gonna be a, gonna make a far all the money distant second mm-hmm. or third. Speaking of horror films, the Wrong Turn franchise, which started back in 2003 and spawned five direct-to-video sequels, latest coming in 2014, well, that's been a few days, so it's time for a reboot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The series, of course, is about, spoilers, deformed mutant cannibals hunting down and killing attractive young people in the mountains of West Virginia. So. Oh, yeah. So I guess we needed a reboot of that because they haven't put out a 
direct-to-video sequel since 2014. Isn't yeah. that the plot for like 10 other movies? Yes, yeah. but I get it. Like, if you're deformed, you want to kill attractive people, so <laughs> yeah. you automatically look a little it's bit better. It's the hills have eyes, only yeah. instead of being in the hills, they're yeah. in the, the hills mountains have of Appalachia. Upset yeah. with the way they look. Yeah. And let's go to the rivers. A next. completely creative, unique idea to revive a dead horse to beat it some more. Uh, yes. I, I don't even think the first one was a hit. Well, no, no, it wasn't. Yeah. It the only, sweet that's the only one that got a theatrical release. Yeah. And we got those sweet five direct to uh, video sequels. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. Was that Elijah Dushku? Was she the. She, uh, she was in the uh, original. She yeah. was the headliner. Which Real career star. Tells you everything mm-hmm. you need to know about that one. Nice. Or Elijah. Rip. The Fastest Man Alive is in no hurry to make it into theaters. Production began on the standalone The Flash movie way back in 2014. Well, production has been delayed yet again. As of now, word is that the production will begin moving forward again in late 2019. Yikes. The reason for that delay is that star Ezra Miller, who is The Flash in The Flash film uh his shooting commitments on the fantastic beast series which includes number three uh are way more likely to make warner brothers pictures any money than any bad dc comics adaptation is going to so they said you know what let's free up his schedule to shoot some more harry potter stuff and we'll get back to the flash once we figured out what exactly that movie is what's his part in the uh, fantastic beast series He's a wizard. (laughs) He's a a misunderstood outsider who's... I don't know how much spoilery to get, but yeah, he's the the twist in the first one, and I guess he's playing a bigger role or has a role in the second one, and apparently he's going to be in the third one because that is the shooting schedule that they're moving the Flash around. Oh, they're going to make a third one? Believe it or not, they're going to print money as long as they possibly can. I would have never guessed. (laughs) Yeah... I think it's not a bad choice for him to, uh, you know, go with the winning, going with the winning horse. Well, uh, especially when they're all on the same team. <laughs> yeah, know? and uh, I have this it's weird. Which one are you going to play? Your starter <laughs> or your bench player? Get a weird feeling that that uh, Flash movie gets moved back again as they decide to just yeah go for a nice do over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they probably want to give those DC movies a little breathing room, at least the superhero yeah, movies. Let's, uh, let's let people have time to forget. I'm still <laughs> yeah. rooting for, uh, who was it? Uh, John Hamm was as throwing his name out as Batman. I want John Hamm to be everything. Yes, he's great. <laughs> he is. Uh. Wow, we agreed twice. <laughs> we should probably wrap it up <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna say it's never going to yeah. happen again. We, got, very it on, we got it recorded. Campaign, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Well, speaking of, not only is Warner Brothers postponing work on The Flash, but the studio has announced officially they have no plans for additional movies featuring Henry Cavill as Superman, nor any additional films with Ben Affleck as Batman, according to Variety. We've known about the Cavill decision for a while now, although I don't know if it was ever really official as much as it was he said, she said, we said, but nobody wants to confirm it. Well, now it's confirmed to Variety. No Cavill as Superman, and we've heard in the past that director Matt Reeves was looking for somebody else to fill the cape and cowl for the Batman. Mm -hmm. Um, This officially seems to close that door, which I know we had talked about last week on the big show on Friday, that that Affleck, now that he's out of rehab, was hoping to get another shot at it. He had decided he liked what he had seen from the Todd Phillips Joker movie and was hoping to convince Warner Brothers to do a standalone Batman versus the Joker with Ben Affleck and Joaquin Phoenix. Um, 
Yeah. I think somebody in the Warner Brothers office said, you know, the last time we had a solo movie that introduced a character and we decided to throw Batman against them in the second one, that was Man of Steel 2, <laughs> Batman uh, versus Superman. That was and, uh, so awful. That did not go so well. So this officially seems to be Warner Brothers' way of saying, you know what, Ben? You work on you. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to work on making movies again. that make money. Yeah. It needs to be an unknown. I'm I telling you. I find it super yep. disappointing uh, and also great because <laughs> I thought, uh, though Henry Cavill uh, wasn't like, you know, his movies weren't great. Those those movies kind of those movies were, were really terrible. dry. Well, yeah. I'd say Man of Steel was better than Batman oh, versus yeah. Superman, which I think that's probably not controversial to say. Uh but he is the most Superman-esque style casting, I think. Oh, yeah, know, he's very good. Uh, Christopher Reeve was great uh, in a Reeve more was comical a legend. style, a little lighter. But uh, I, thought, uh, I thought he was a wonderful choice. Whenever I saw him in Mission Impossible, I was like, man, Superman's a jerk. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. he just sounds like Superman. And then when Ben Affleck, uh, another element that is like, there are great pieces to a different puzzle. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad, kind of, that Ben Affleck's not going to be Batman anymore. I'm glad, just so all the way of back to directing. <laughs> yeah. He's so good at it. Makes some great movies. I wonder if the Joaquin Phoenix Joker does well. I wonder if instead of putting doing the superhero movies, they start maybe doing some villain movies. Since Venom did well, and you know, because it was if so this good. does well, maybe they'll <laughs> see a darker. Yeah. You know, maybe that'll be something like the Toy Man movie or something, where <laughs> have all the weird <laughs> the Condiment King that movie that we've all I been waiting for. Toys. Toys. <laughs> a very superfluous if, like uh, I just think they'll say definitely do it. Yeah. yeah, well, I came yeah. up with a word in my head, and I was like, I'm going to use this. And somehow. then you just you started to back <laughs> off, but then right you decided in, to go. And I'm with so it. proud of it. I think, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hollywood has this weird thing where if one thing succeeds, oh, they'll just do it over and over Milk again it until, until it stops. no one wants it. And they'll do and it. Then they'll reboot times. it. Yeah, they'll reboot <laughs> it. They'll uh, reboot it as the thing you thought you wanted. Yeah. Fingers Spe- crossed. Yeah. Speaking of actors, new actors in iconic roles, from all indications, the currently in production 007 film, right now we're just calling Bond 25 because we don't have an official title yet, will be the last in the series for star Daniel Craig as the title character, but he's been saying that for three films now. But apparently this time it's going to stick. He's on his way out the door. His bank account's full. can't hold any more yeah, money. Yeah, exactly. Very talented. According to The Sun, so take this with a grain of salt, uh, there is a new contender for the role. Richard Madden, who played Rob Stark on HBO's Game of Thrones, is producer Barbara Broccoli's choice to take over for Daniel Craig. Madden most recently starred in Bodyguard for the BBC, which was the network's highest-rated show in decades, almost 30 years, which may have some part of why she's saying, hey, let's put him in our Bond role. Um, and that will actually, that series will come to the U.S. on Netflix beginning October 24th. So for any Game of Thrones fans who thought Rob Stark got shorted on the series, here's a chance to potentially see that actor as James Bond. Does anybody here have a thought on that? Do you buy Uh-oh. You buy him as James Bond? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> don't hold back. Tell yeah. us what you think. <laughs> like, I've never been into James Bond. And great. I mean, yeah, I know. I've seen a couple, and I thought, these are great. I should watch more. And then I immediately go watch something more mainstream and commercial. <laughs> James Bond's pretty commercial, though. Goldfinger and uh, Skyfall are my two favorites. Uh, and Casino Royale. 
those are probably yeah, say, we start three. ranking uh, we're going through the all 24 yeah. of these ones. I mean there are a lot of stinkers in there yes there are it's like every other bond but, but you know even the, even the bad ones okay well not every a lot of the bad ones still have something enjoyable to them yeah nice redeeming qualities yeah uh, either it's the camp level is just off the charts some of some of those 70s ones or I'm wondering if they'll go back to that after you know Daniel Craig's bond was, was very so like super serious with some light humor kind of trickling through but uh I'll miss him. He was a wonderful Bond. I think uh, he is, uh, if this last one is really, really, really good, he'll be pretty neck and neck with Sean Connery, in my opinion. Uh, of course, Sean is the James Bond. Right. Uh, but, yeah, that's too bad. You know, I'd love to see Daniel Craig in, like, one of these suckers every three years if they made him well. Uh, last one was kind of not weak. <laughs> not uh, so well. They brought in Christoph Waltz. I was like, oh, this is going to be tremendous. And uh, best kept secret in the world that he was Blofeld. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because nobody knew. Yeah, well, and the first guessed. half of that was a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just when it went into, I don't know. I've seen theories that the second half of the movie was just a hallucination. <laughs> Maybe the people are hoping <laughs> that that's what that movie was. Maybe they're hoping they hallucinated yeah. the second half of the people movie. People are dreaming. That yeah. was part of it. That's too bad. I have not seen any of those that <laughs> he's in. I mean, I've watched all the old Bond stuff, but I've not watched anything. He's been not. I don't know why. That's not a like a. Oh, I don't like the dude. It's I grew up thinking that James Bond was something that guys liked because That's they sexist. wanted to be James Bond. I know. I know. I wasn't going to say it, but then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to own up to who when I are am. We're going to get Jane Bond. Yeah. Not the in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they definitely she, touched she, on that one too. She has uh, made it clear that she has no intention of recasting uh, James Bond. She, and, I, and the way she put it, I mean, that sounds harsh. Well, then I The way salt she too. put it was, she would prefer to make new characters that could rival or equal or surpass James Bond, as opposed to just recasting across genders. Which, if you're actually going to do that, that's a fantastic sentiment. Let's yeah. see you put the boots to the ground and money behind that. I don't You'll probably not. see that about the same time you see a black James Bond or an Asian James Bond. or a, Right. Yeah. You know, it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. Well, speaking of, a great segue again. For a while, it was rumored that Idris Elba was going to be in the running for that 007 role. Instead, he will be joining, or is in talks to, they're signing the contracts, to join the film adaptation of the Broadway musical Cats. Speaking of things everybody <laughs> wants. Yeah. It's practically the same movie. <laughs> the, the cast includes Ian McKellen, Jennifer Hudson, James Corden, and Taylor Swift, and now apparently Idris Elba. <laughs> if there yeah. is music in a movie, James Corden will be there. Uh, <laughs> I think that's part of the reason. It's just that stunt casting of, you know? Yeah. yeah. He'll bring, he'll bring those people in. He's been for this for a while. Yeah. So. Big Cats fan, huh? He is. He's always what got the what is it the the Broadway that he does at the the musicals he'll do on the st- street light at the stoplights or whatever he'll yeah. bring out a whole group. And yeah, he's brought it up a few times in his show, so I'm guessing he's a pretty big fan. He may be part of the yeah the push to make it because clearly nobody else is pushing for it. I yeah, it you will know, never die. Oh, when musicals are successful. Like I feel like there's an ebb and flow with them. Uh, they they'll are. just kind of churn them out and. Uh, it's easier to go with something that's tried and true like cats. So it's not a surprise. Speed dialogue when you can sing it just yeah. like we do in the real world. Exactly. <laughs> you sing your emotions. Instead of subtext, we sing the subtext. And who so doesn't no want to see recognizable people in cat costumes? How old is uh, Ian McClellan? 
Uh, it's in the 70s, I 97. No. 90. <laughs> over 97. 2019 <laughs> planned. Uh, we've got, speaking of musicals, for the whole family, we saw the first teaser trailer for the live action, if you want to call it that, Aladdin film. Any thoughts on the Aladdin teaser? I have an unpopular opinion, I think it's going to be. I didn't care about Aladdin when it came out. Right. I think because I was like 17 or something. And I wasn't into those then, except like Fox and the Hounds. And then it was our prom theme, which was freaking ridiculous. A whole new world. (laughs) Because we're not children. So I always kind of resented that movie. And so, in contrast, this looked a little intriguing. I think uh, there's a huge difference between animated movies (laughs) from like the early 90s and farther 1993, back. David. 93? Right. Hey, that's early 90s. I think I I'm right in that little wheelhouse, close I, to mid, I just want to clarify. Okay, 1993. <laughs> I'll write that down in my journal. It was 25 uh, years ago. 25 years ago? Yes, wow. Was. I was I was two. I know. I was just waiting for <laughs> that's that. That's not your prompt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was first in line. I became an adult. Very irresponsible for letting that be the case. I think... It's a chance to make Aladdin a little more adult-friendly. I think uh, most people who enjoyed it uh, either had little kids with them or were little kids and now still enjoy it. It had that impact on them in their childhood. But now modern like animated movies, they're practically made for adults. Like there is, It's not so much like slipping in little lines and stuff like that. The themes are far more adult, but they're kid-friendly. So with Aladdin, I'm not surprised you didn't like it as a 17-year-old <laughs> because it is a kid's movie for kids unless you've grown up having seen it. I, Thank you. Yeah, I don't care I just for want someone to agree with me. Yeah. That's all I need. Validation. I think the <laughs> teaser looks rough <laughs> hopefully it's still early in the process it, it's just so it doesn't really give it doesn't, anything it doesn't do anything it has yeah. the musical cues where they need them it has and it's like harry potter music too well, it's that, poorly yeah, disguised was, yeah it was <laughs> yeah they, curious about a will smith genie they don't give that away <laughs> i want to see it <laughs> no, i mean they, the they, they show now, that's the only real draw i think that they have going into this is they're hoping that will smith will recapture some of that Early nineties Will Give Smith magic. Woo! Yeah. Something wild, wild like west. That. Yeah, so. I love that. That'd be awesome. And <laughs> West movie. <laughs> if because you know in the in the animated one that you didn't like, <laughs> <laughs> there it doesn't. Genie do a lot of costume changes. Oh yeah. So yeah. wouldn't it be great if it was just Genie doing Will Smith movies? So like one he's yeah. he's oh. from the Wild Wild West, and another one he's the Men in Black. He's he's Independence Day. Yeah, if it. If his costume changes are all Will Smith changes. I wouldn't mind if they did a nod to Fresh Prince. Yeah. Yeah, a bit exactly. tongue-in-cheek for Disney. I don't expect it, but I would love to that see it. I think it'd be great. I, I think it's the only way. You yeah, I was going to say, yeah. that's going to be the only thing that'll really save it, I think. is Well, it'll make all the money because it's Disney and these things have a tendency yeah. to make all the money. Their movies make money? That's crazy. Believe it or not. I <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't know. That's all high on my list of some things we have to go see. Speaking of animation for that whole family of yours... Filmmaker Tim Story is an oddball, but he is in talks to direct a live-action hybrid Tom and Jerry movie. Yes! I would watch that. <laughs> I would watch that so if hard. There's no, no. no dialogue. If there's no dialogue oh, well, aside from side characters, I'm all yeah. in. It won't be like that, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> in, in addition, Warner Brothers has brought in veteran filmmaker Chris Columbus on board as a creative producer for a big-screen animated Scooby-Doo movie. So they are doubling down on 
your childhood and mine. Yep, <laughs> the yep. classic old cartoons that and they are those other Scooby-Doo movies did so well. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Well, if they do it like Halloween and they're like, let's ignore all of those like the, and let's just I was gonna, Like Halloween the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if yeah. they make it with a killer in a mask stalking the Scooby <laughs> no, game mean, and they pull off the I mean, mask and it's Mike Myers. they just ignore all of the movies in between. The, oh, okay. Yeah, and just take it back to its roots. That's what I want. They're going to have to do and something. And a Scooby sandwich. Chris Columbus is a good pick. He can set up an elaborate trap at a haunted theme park. Mm-hmm. He has that going for him. Finally, Sally DeLorean, the, wid- the widow of carmaker John DeLorean, has lost her bid in court to receive additional royalties from Universal Pictures for the use of the name DeLorean and the DMC logo in the film Back to the Future. This has already been settled, Sally. <laughs> Back in it's the over 80s, Sally. in the 80s, a deal was struck between John DeLorean and Universal Pictures to have the name DeLorean and the DMC and the car used in the Back to the Future films. And then in 2015, after some other legal wranglings, this was all put to bed. No more money is coming from Universal Pictures to anyone associated with that original deal. Sally's lawyers apparently gave her some bad advice. This is an attempt to cash in on that ruling that was already settled. So, no, again, Sally, I'm sorry that the car became a throwaway as a joke of terms of cars, became an iconic piece of film memorabilia, but neither of those entitles you to any more money, Sally. She'd make more money selling them if she had them. Yeah. Those were trash, right? The cars were absolutely Yeah, they were horrible. horrible. Yeah, remember yeah. when we had the one here? I was yeah. so sad. <laughs> it was really was loaded so, around. So Every, everything that you had hoped yeah. it would be was not what it yeah. was. Yeah. I mean, I totally get trying to get a little more money. That's not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> if you can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's probably the best bet, you know. Didn't yeah. deserve it. New in theaters this week at the Alamo. Shifting gears a little bit. So, is there anything going on this week as far as new films? Anything? Anything to give us a run happening. for our top We're five? We're just going to keep man showing the bad times. Yeah. yeah, Old Man and the Gun. Let's talk about that one. Yeah. How about the Old Man with the Knife? Because <laughs> this is the weekend. <laughs> it was almost like we'd practiced that. The weekend we've Redford. all been waiting for. Halloween. It's funny to me when they reuse the same names for these films. Halloween. Comes out this weekend, forty years after the original. Oh wow! Yeah, it's we've so got crazy. old old man Michael Myers and old lady Laurie Strode doing it one more time in Haddonfield for we the fans. I'm looking forward to it. I can't imagine anything being even in a close second. I think second, third, fourth, and fifth next week are all going to be a distant <laughs> well People who couldn't, who showed up at the movies, it was sold out and they had to go see, to see something, something else. else. Yeah. I think uh, unoriginality is grating unless they do it well and uh, haven't seen it yet, so this is a very superficial judgment, but uh, based on everything that I've heard about it, uh, well, it's got like an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Certified fresh. Uh, <laughs> Which means they made, uh, arguably, a well-structured good movie. Right. And I'm yeah. not surprised. Danny McBride, David Gordon Green, uh, a couple of very talented people. I hear there's a little it's, bit of humor to uh, it, but it's not overwhelming. As long as they can rein in some yeah. of the, their 
humorous elements. I don't think you'll see uh, uh, Michael Myers smoking any ganja in this movie. So uh, well, if not, that would be one of the few times in one Are of their you films. Sure? That it comes, it comes it, out of the mask. Yeah. It, it would be. It would probably would be Lori. Be. Actually, she's probably as she's got her homestead that she's got defended. She probably has a little patch probably has in the her back. medical card. I'm guessing she's yeah. got a patch <laughs> in the back. I don't know where the. St- <laughs> I don't know what state no, is that. Uh, yeah, Haddonfield. <laughs> yeah, Haddonfield. It's in Illinois, but Illinois. You, know, you got to have you know. Not Colorado. Yeah. It should be. That's why she eats all the yogurt? <laughs> what, yeah. I know I she looks. It looks like a yogurt commercial. The still shot with her short hair. It looks like she's filming an Activia commercial, and they just like shopped <laughs> yeah. Michael Myers in behind her. Yeah, Lori Strode then, is very regular. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, you got to be when you're preparing for a killer to come that back. That is true. Yeah. You know, you don't want a surprise. The, yeah, exactly. A surprise bowel movement to strike you as. You don't want to feel heavy. <laughs> exactly. You gotta. <laughs> you gotta be ready to go. You gotta be loose. All right. That's what's new in theaters, but that is not <laughs> too <afraid>. loose. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm afraid we better move I mean, forward. <laughs> being startled has different effects on different people. Happy that's Halloween. What's, that's what's new <laughs> at, the, at the Alamo this weekend, but that's not the only thing you guys have coming up in the next week or so here at the Alamo because you guys don't just do anything halfway. Starting off with, on Thursday night, a movie party for the screening of Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, one of David's favorites, and he will be hosting as Rick Moranis. You're not going to be hosting as Audrey? He's never seen it. I've never seen it, no. You've never seen Little Shop of Horrors? And looking at the cover, I do resemble Rick Moranis quite a bit. (laughs) A little bit. I may be dressed up and around, but other than that, I need to watch it. I've seen the the dentist segment with Steve Martin. Right, right, Because I'm a fan of both of them. But I've never sat down through the whole movie because in my younger and wilder Because it's a musical. I wasn't a big (laughs) musical person. Now I've adapted musicals. Totally fine. Uh, oh. So I'll have to check it out. There are a lot of talented people. So you're going to be watching SCTV it? You may as well host fellas. it. <laughs> <laughs> Just power watch it six times so I can be a big super fan. Yeah, that's what we need. I mean, need you kind of almost got the costume right now. Yeah. <laughs> you're not if, far if off. You've <laughs> ever seen, if you've ever seen Ghostbusters, that is who David is, Rick Moranis' character, every day. That's a bit Just of an insult. Just running around. <laughs> a bit of an insult. Wow. I, meant, I meant for it to be a moderate insult. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, he sounds harder. like a nice guy in real life. So he probably no, he's thanks great. You. He's retired yeah. early. It's a so. compliment. Here he's coming David. back in a couple things. Oh, is he? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm can't wait to see him. I hope he hasn't missed a step. That'll be great. On Sunday at noon, The Witches of Eastwick, which is the Jack Nicholson yep. film. Yep. Who, uh, else, who are the witches in that? I keep forgetting. Are they always share Susan Sarandon. But, yeah, but yeah. there's and a Michelle third. Pfeiffer. Is it Michelle Pfeiffer? Mm-hmm. Totally is Michelle Pfeiffer. Is it? Yep. I believe so. It, it absolutely right, is. It I was be. doing the newsletter right before okay. this. It could be. It doesn't verify. feel right. Because I always forget who the third one is. So um, that's at noon on Sunday. We're doing a series like movies that seem to fit with a brunch, you know, because uh-huh. we have this brunch menu. And like, so I'm trying to pick out movies that you want to sit down and have like a mimosa duo with or a Bloody Mary and watch and laugh. And so we have, this is our inaugural one because I wanted it to kind of be, you know, theme friendly to October. And then we hit you guys with Magic Mike next month. But yeah. Oh, witches are Halloween themed. And what was that you said about Magic Mike? (laughs) I said we're going to start showing Magic Mike every month. (laughs) That is your Thanksgiving (laughs) themed. You're welcome. (laughs) Here, that's a very unique and original film. Yeah. Is it now? I hear that. I've not I'm, seen it. I've <laughs> heard it's really good. I've, I've just not seen it. I've seen literal bits and pieces. <laughs> uh, 
I'm I guessing excited. you haven't in Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing to get that R rating, you probably haven't seen much. Yeah. Yeah, what's Michelle Pfeiffer? There you go. Confirmation. I cannot believe you did <laughs> Nobody not believe takes me. your word for it. I can believe it. On Sunday, <laughs> the month-long <laughs> Harry Potter watch continues with Order of the Phoenix at 1, followed by Half-Blood Prince at 5. You are over the halfway mark. You're yes. in the home stretch. Yeah, I was surprised that um, people didn't really seem to care as much about Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, it was my favorite one growing up. Yeah, yeah. it was really good. Um, yeah. But the others have sold very well, and... Yeah, I expect that this will continue, continue because people seem to like this series. They do. They make yeah. they're, they're making some money popular. off that. Yeah. yeah. It made someone a billionaire. I don't remember who. Yeah, it made a few people I imagine easy. a billionaire. JK. <laughs> Good to the ones Who's that, done I, that I one haven't before. seen the last two, so Well, you got a, another weekend coming up shortly. Yeah. And yeah. let's see. Also on Sunday, you guys are sticking with a, the anime theme mm-hmm. sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, at five o'clock. You guys are showing Princess Mononoke. Did you not want to say it? I could say it. I was waiting for somebody to jump in, though. Yeah, I would then like for one of us to talk enthusiastically about anime, but we can't because we're not anime people. I was going to say, I I was hoping that somebody would pick it up. It's like action, um, and it's animated. Yeah, they they came out when we were in that weird space between I don't want to go see a cartoon and, you know. I don't know. I I don't have a long history with with the, no. with his films. I don't even I have a short history. While it is not my cup of tea, I do understand that people uh, there is a huge fan base for anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Princess Mononoke, uh, for all intents and purposes, as far as I know, based off of research, <laughs> is a vastly superior anime film. There uh, are a few of them that, yes. We originally, uh, I will say this, we originally had Spirited Away because that sounded right. Halloween-esque, and then it's there was not. a Fathom event, and we could not uh, yeah, jerks. get it. Yeah, I knew it wasn't, great but people. I also didn't know of any Halloween-type anime. But yeah, yeah we're going to do an anime title every month because people Because like it, it makes money. <laughs> yeah, people... We we had a lot of requests, and I felt like I was being a jerk if I just, like... If you just said no. No, that doesn't sound fun for me. Yeah. So we're going to do it. That's good. I like how you guys appeal to a wide base here. Uh, another group that you're appealing to are fans of... It's not even really Stephen King fans because this movie has nothing to do with the book, but you guys are showing... The Shining. You did the movie party. Is it is the movie party for all the showings, or is all it just? It. Is it yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. So movie party screening of The Shining starting on Monday at six thirty. You're also doing it Tuesday at seven, and again at eight because yep. people are buying people tickets. People are buying tickets. We still have showings. tickets for the eight. If anybody's down for that, and there's some good props. I don't yeah, know. There David's are some prop really master. cool props. Like we have the keychains okay. uh, for the for the hotel right. number. Uh-huh. Uh, we have these little bat pins that say "All Work and No Play." Uh, so nice. it's a pretty neat setup we have for this movie, and it deserves it no, because it's no one poppers. of the best <laughs> quote-unquote <laughs> Stephen King poppers. adaptations ever. And uh, well, the Stephen Weber made-for-TV version shows that what Stanley if you Kubrick follow did the book, is you far can't do better. It. Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a good, it's a good movie. Kubrick movie. It is not Ugh. a good Stephen King adaptation. I'm just a Steve. I was a Stephen Weber fan from Wings, so I did watch it, Loved and that's it. all. The miniseries, kind of indifferent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wasn't, wasn't. Yeah, it was it was made for TV, clearly. Yeah, and the movie too, though, because I just thought it was it was good, but it was long. You I know, think like, uh, every once in a while, when someone gets a hold of a Stephen King 
uh, novel and changes it, uh, it can be better. It can uh, be. Like, yeah. uh, I would say, The Shining, uh, The Mist. There's a very huge change that even Stephen King says... Towards the end is, there. Yeah, is better. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, But then at the same time, <laughs> yeah, there, there are your... Dark Towers and oh, of course, and then well, then you also have time, the time where Stephen King decided that he'd Maximum go ahead and do it, <laughs> yeah. which I like. I yeah. like it is a bad movie, That's but I true. loved it. Yeah, uh, it was it was laughably bad in a good way. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. You yeah. didn't make that mistake twice. <laughs> a lot of drugs in the system <laughs> back in those days. Yeah, I'll leave this to somebody else. Uh, Fist Fist City series screening of Tremors on Monday night at eight o'clock. Yes, finally a Fist City title people watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the first it's so one. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I'm just gonna keep doing this series because we have a small dedicated group of people and they deserve it. And then we came out with Tremors and everybody's like, whoa! Oh, people love yeah. Tremors. Yeah, especially kids who saw it. It's yep. weird because yeah. Yep. Again, in our day, it was like not that big a deal. Yeah, but not now at kids, all. younger kids these days are like, oh, they're awesome. Yeah, I, I don't saw get it. When it. I was like seven. Yeah, and I absolutely loved it. Me and my sister watched it like a thousand times. Yeah, was I was really like, curious how this was going to sell. <laughs> it's like if you don't have Good the budget to really remake Dune, <laughs> let's yeah. just go yeah. ahead and set it in the Southwest. Pretend. <laughs> yeah, we'll just pretend. And they've churned out a few of those straight. They've to, had uh, a number of those. VOD movies as well. Yeah. Now Jamie Kennedy's in them. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Quite the experiment. Yes. And on Monday night, you're also doing a movie party for the screening of Army of Darkness. Yay! The final... That should have been a quotable movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hail to yeah. the king, baby. Yeah. The and speaking term. of great props... Okay. Oh, yeah. Tell them about the great problems with those. We've ones. got foam chainsaw arms. <laughs> nice. Yeah, <laughs> when I saw that, and we got to do it twice this month. There are two yeah. movies yeah. You know, that we got to bring the foam chainsaw arms back. That's Pricey, awesome. but worth it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then on Tuesday night at 6.30, you guys are screening A Nightmare on Elm Street. This is, I'm assuming, I didn't do the research. This I'm going to guess this is the original oh, and yeah. not the remake. No, no You way. guessed wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the remake. Jack Earl Haley. Suck it, Nobody fans. <laughs> yeah. That kid from Bad News Bears grew up pretty <laughs> pockmarked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a... Uh, and then they put makeup on him. <laughs> uh, so Nightmare on Elm Street... Yeah, people aren't Tuesday. excited about that. As I mean, we had a lot of buzz about it when we posted it, yeah. and then um, the people thought off. about it, and they're like, oh, "I don't, I have something else to do." I think <laughs> it might just be saturation. There's so many good choices. We knew, we knew that we had amazing taste. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of by, saturation, by me, the next I mean movie. David. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah, yeah. This. <laughs> Funny Speaking story. of, on Wednesday, <laughs> so if you don't come to see A Nightmare on Elm Street at 6.30 on Tuesday, you can come over here at 6.30 on Wednesday next week to watch the original, again, not the remake, the 1958 version of The Fly. Funny story about this. I was like, <laughs> how often do we show 60th anniversary yeah. screenings? And it was never. And also the, the other story is that we couldn't get... Jeff Goldblum oh, yeah, Couldn't version. Couldn't book it. Oh, I thought you meant couldn't you couldn't actually get Jeff Goldblum. I was just uh, yeah, I if, if anybody's got Jeff's number, please tell me. Yeah, he's I will an elusive not bother boy. him. I'll just politely yeah. call once. Yeah. But you, you should probably hurry up and get your tickets to the fly if you want to see it. With your group of 30 friends. Current, yeah, <laughs> currently, we only have 38 tickets left. Having sold three, so <laughs> if you want to see it, rush out. It's a it's a fun 
weird, campy, old horror I movie. I guarantee you'd never thought you'd get to see 1958 Fly on the yeah. big screen. And I'm now, sure. I'm now sure. the dream <laughs> is, is coming true for those three people and hopefully so many more. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've got the theater to themselves. Yeah. All right. And then on Wednesday, you got a couple screenings to be excited about. Starting at 7, you guys are doing your beer dinner this month with the movie Zombieland. Yes, with Public House Brewing. And this menu is amazing. Five courses of amazing. Tons uh, of Twinkies. Tons of Twinkies. It's actually all Twinkies and beer. <laughs> Twinkies and beer. But it's like a dessert Sounds beer, like so college. <laughs> you can dip the Twinkies in the beer. Don't do that. Delicious. Don't do that. But yeah, five courses and uh, really, really good five courses. Our head chef, Jeremy Story, is a genius at this stuff. And so every time he does these pairings, it sounds better and better. So even though I wasn't excited about seeing Friday, I was excited about the menu. <laughs> you were excited about and the menu. And this time I'm excited about the movie and the dinner. Yeah. So It's selling. It's yeah. selling really well. People, there are only yeah, 10 tickets left. So yeah, That's awesome. If you got an appetite uh, for some zombies and some delicious treats, yeah. Uh, uh, that's your best bet. It's going to be a lot come of fun. Come for Bill Murray, if nothing else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you couldn't get Bill to come in for that one either? No. Yeah. He's an elusive one. He and Jess. He is. We get did get here. the Bill Murray documentary, but that's as close yeah. as we've gotten to him. And on Wednesday night at 7.30, if you can't get tickets to the Zombieland beer dinner, you might be able, and I say that without checking first. I could be way speaking out of turn here. Uh, but you guys are doing a showing of Beetlejuice Wednesday night at 7.30. Yes. Might was a very good word because there are literally two tickets. That's what I was afraid of. As I started to talk, I'm like, wow, I should have just shut up. And you're not sitting next to each other. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to be in the uh, view restricted (laughs) section, there's not a bad seat in the house. You just will be by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you don't have anything to do, everyone loves Beetlejuice. Absolutely. Michael Keaton's so kinetic in that And this is the movie party version. So we will be throwing a party. Throwing a party. Throwing down. Got costumes for the host and everything like this is next level there we go Who's we have a contest it? uh me oh, so, <laughs> all right. there me you go. and then we have our uh makeup expert at the helm brian doak so he will be uh it's going to be interesting some, uh, application yep. she'll be all dolled up yep there we go so I don't know. We say this often, and you may have heard us say it a time or two as we ran through these, but you've got to get your tickets early to some of these unless you have a hankering to see the fly on Wednesday night. <laughs> Otherwise, you want to get your tickets early because these things do sell out. If you just you know, you, you want to get involved and you want to know what's going on and you're tired of coming in here and being like, well, there are two tickets available and you won't be sitting next to each other, then you've got to be following the Alamo Draft House on Facebook and you want to go to the events tab there because all of these have been listed for at least six weeks that I can think of, yep. maybe longer. Some and of I, them. We have all of November up already to give you. So November's example, already yeah. up. The rest of October is there. You go to facebook.com. You just search for Alamo, Alamo Springmo. Yeah. You can type in at Alamo Springmo or you can search for Alamo Springmo. And then just click on the events page. You'll see everything there. And can they? Is there a link? There's a link in the events yep, to buy to your tickets, tickets. Even yep. so, make you, you can just do easy. it all from one spot. They make it easy for you to get your tickets to come out and enjoy these films that they're putting on. So, yeah, next month's got some fun stuff. Yeah, it does have, <laughs> especially the Magic Mike tickets. You need to get those early. <laughs> and David's got Gangster Week. Yeah. I know that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm very exci- excited to to host Magic Mike. That way, yeah, you are deliver some. I've really already awesome got your costume. I wasn't going to tell you yet. But <laughs> I see a lot of lawbreakers. In here. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
There you go. Well, speaking of getting your tickets, we have a pair of tickets, a pair of movie passes that we are giving away. Yep. Because we've been dying to get somebody to call the hotline. For months. For any of our for shows. Months. It doesn't even matter yeah. what show Anybody. we do. Literally and any we person. finally got a call on the hotline, and I will let you all take a listen to what we got. Hi, this is Tom. My wife Lacey and I have a small YouTube channel called Do You Nerd. You can find us on all kinds of social media, and we are top brass at Alamo Drafthouse because we are freaking obsessed with that place. We love all of the movies that they show there. Venom was a lot of fun this past week, and our most favorite movie party so far has got to be Rocky Horror Picture Show. Man, they knocked it out of the park with that. We absolutely loved it. We had such a great time. And, uh, yeah, it was Tom's first time watching that. So what a way to first experience that movie. We are very excited to see what the Alamo Draft House has in store for the future. We are very interested in the Dismember the Alamo. And, as always, we cannot wait to return. Great podcast, guys. Thanks. So congratulations, Tom and Lacey, of the Do You Nerd channel you. on YouTube. Just want a pair of movie passes. How can they claim their passes? Have you already gotten a hold of them? or No, I have not. I was trying to, and I did not get them. I will and shoot so them a message on Twitter, but you yeah, tell me because I've got that, them Because I was on Twitter this morning trying to, trying to, find to do them. that. And, uh, I sent them a fax, and I don't know if that's <laughs> a carrier <laughs> faxes, yeah. yeah, it jams. Pony Express thing. thing. Yeah. So how can they claim <laughs> their They can claim them by, they can contact us on Facebook, or they can come by here. I've got them at the desk. Um but I would also just like to be in touch with them because this is a big, it's a big day for all of us. <laughs> it is. It really is. Commemorate yeah. this. Yeah. Forever after, anybody else who calls will not be the first they, No, they'll never so be the first again. Nobody can first take loser. this away from them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the first loser, which gets you nothing. Yeah, there are no <laughs> passes for that. <laughs> you lose. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you what. If you're the first loser and you and 38 of your friends would have yeah, gotten the line. I was just going to oh say, great lines. I would yeah. take it back in a heartbeat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, Tom and Lacey, thank you for calling and check them out on YouTube and come to a movie because you never know. They may be sitting next to you at the theater. So yep. they'll be sitting here somewhere because they got up another pair of passes. Not that they are make themselves scarce <laughs> because right. they are they are regulars here they're you know yeah, how uh, they are. on cheers when yep. everyone norm walks in mm -hmm. it's gonna yeah. be but Tom, no no autographs Lacey. please play yeah. it cool so you can say hi to them when you see them in the theater you can also do something else you can vote in this week's pop quiz that we have posted on social media our question of the week is not what I have on the script here the que I didn't update that the question that we asked this week is your favorite and it's kind of open-ended, and it's kind of on purpose. Your favorite horror or Halloween-themed, knowing that those two may not be the same, film. Your favorite horror film or your favorite Halloween-themed film. The Shining is one of the options that we came up with. Good call. Uh, mm -hmm. Hocus Pocus, which is Halloween but not really horror, and was also one Disney. that we came up with. <laughs> 25 years anniversary. Yeah. And then we also came up with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is... Very horrific. Reboot. We've been um, throwing in a silly yeah, one. Yes, the reboot is the one. Is our silly one. It's actually the sequel of the reboot oh, okay. is, the, is what we're going with on that one. Um, so those are the three options that we threw out. We talked about a whole lot of other options, but we're going to ask the two of you sitting here, your favorite horror or Halloween-themed film. Okay, well... Um so I like, I like Stephen King, and I really have to go back to the first and maybe only movie that terrified me when I watched it, Carrie. 
because I was 11 and I was watching it by myself after everybody else went to sleep. <laughs> and I have not been able to watch it since. Yeah. So I'm going to go with that just because, yeah, the only, it was the only one that ever scared me. So Carrie, oh, the original, not it's the reboot. So very. Yes. yes. Another yeah, the original. Yeah, the original. Not the sequel. The original. See. Yeah, there you God, go. So terrifying. Her eyes. I think it was just her sissy Spacek eyes. So I really think it's just sissy Spacek in, in general. Yeah. So awkward. Awkward yeah. girl. And what about you? Oh, me. Well, aside from Halloween in theaters this Thursday, tickets <laughs> online now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Very fly, nice. isn't it? It is. Sadly, it's, <laughs> it's not. the 1950s <laughs> version of the fly. It's a little older than that in the yeah. movie. Uh, the cabinet of Dr. Calgary or whatever it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I would say there are a couple. If I'm going modern, uh, I was a giant fan of the first Insidious movie. When that came out, uh, I watched it alone in the theater with three of my friends. I was projectionist in my hometown. And uh, we expected nothing but a stupid, dumb time. And the way that the movie's made, there's no real false, there's no false scares in the entire movie. And then some of the unique things that they did, like uh, they, for, there's a little kid that's running around. Uh, the kids they, are creepy. They mm -hmm. used, <laughs> to make it unnerving, they used uh, a little person. Like, so there are these, th not that that would be unnerving, uh, but just. <laughs> you heard that, it here first now. <laughs> oh, hot take. Uh, so. Uh, but the unique thing about that is it just adds a feeling of unease because they're dressed up as a child. And then there's a, like a witch-type figure, and uh, that's actually a man in makeup, in drag. Uh, so these little elements that they added to it that just just adds a layer of unnerving, like, tension. Look at you uh, to come up with, like, a well-thought-out response. Oh, was that well-thought-out <laughs> and, like, intricate? I, I swear, every time we heard a creak while that movie was going, we, like, looked over our shoulders. And if someone looked over the shoulders, it freaked everyone else out. Uh, <laughs> I would say that, and then uh, on your list, The Shining. The yeah. Shining is just, Stanley Kubrick paints a, paints a pretty picture. And uh, from the different unique shots that he chooses, uh, Jack Nicholson's insane performance. There's this really cool uh, gif that's going around of uh, Jack Nicholson's preparation for the hatchet scene where he cuts through the door. You can see him like freaking out in place and like jogging around the room just to get that energy, that wow. intensity. And uh, all the behind-the-scenes stuff that goes along with that movie, it just provides more of an intricate, in-depth story if you look into it and rewatch it. It's just, uh, it's, it's a brilliantly the made that movie. Duvall took it's from beautiful. Every time I talk movies with David, I leave feeling a little dumber <laughs> <laughs> as a person. At the end of the day, a little smarter, a little more educated, but also so we got just highlights my. scared me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look at the way this Gary shot scared was scared me framed. when I was eleven, <laughs> yeah. and I never watched the it blood again. coming out of the <laughs> elevators. If you look, there's something in there, and we don't know what it is, <laughs> yeah. but it just adds another texture <laughs> so that you're unnerved. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a great movie. Join us for our spinoff, Movies with David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let us know what you choose to be your favorite horror and or Halloween-themed film. You can vote on Twitter at PGTC Podcast or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast. The pop quiz is pinned right to the top of the page on both of those. So if you go to either of those pages, you'll see it right there at the top. Coming up this week in the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. This weekend, we got the whole gang back in the studio talking about the week in entertainment and pop culture. I believe, man, I don't want to jinx this because I always do, <laughs> but 
Uh, I believe we're going to be we're going to break format a little bit. We've got to interview a special guest right at the top of the show, so that'll be fun. Cool. I uh, don't have it written down here, but on Monday we've got a bonus episode coming out next Monday. We got another chance to sit and talk with the writers and with the showrunner from DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Their season premiere is on Monday, so we'll be putting that interview with them up online on Monday as well. Next Tuesday, uh, Dusty Stafford and I will be back in the studio with the video game podcast, which we have glossed officially joysticks, mouse clicks, and button mashers. So that'll be fun because any other video game name, podcast name has been taken. <laughs> because what? Yeah, so we had to go long. And then next Thursday, we'll be back out here at the Alamo Draft House talking about this weekend's box office. We'll see if... If Halloween can knock off Venom, I'm going to guess yes. Yeah, I'm going to guess yes. (laughs) And all the news about what's coming up at the box office. So we'll be out here talking about that next Thursday. The only reason I don't want it to is just so he shows up again. Oh, my God. And I can just see the look on his face when he's like, are you kidding me? Halloween made $60 but Venom made $62 Venom bounces back with an amazing $74.5 million. (laughs) Exactly. I'm awesome. guessing that's not going to happen. I won't show up for work <laughs> on, on Wednesday. I'll be done. Oh, be sure to subscribe to the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network on your podcast player of choice and subscribe so you'll know when those new shows, those new episodes are available while you're there. If you've enjoyed today's show or any of our weekly podcasts, do us a favor, leave a review. It just takes a couple seconds, and it really does help us out. It helps us gain visibility and some new listeners, so we certainly appreciate that. And those new listeners will appreciate the review you leave because they'll say, man, I wasn't even going to listen to the show until I saw that Tom and Lacey reviewed it and said, hey, they gave away free tickets every once in a while. So, or you whatever your review may be. But you can tell us your thoughts on anything we talked about, what you're going to see this weekend. Are you coming to see Halloween? Have you been holding off to see Venom? You can tell us what you think about anything that you see, whether it's your first time seeing the Rocky Horror Picture Show or whether it's Halloween or anything else at the box office. If we use your suggestion, we'll give you a shout-out on an upcoming episode, likely next Thursday's episode. You can tag us again or tweet at us on Twitter at PGTC Podcast, Facebook.com slash Podcast. You can email us your thoughts and suggestions at PopGoesTheEmail at gmail.com or you can do what Tom and Lacey did and call the hotline at 417-986-7842. And we just might use your recorded comments in an upcoming episode. Again, likely next Thursday's episode. Because all the cool kids are doing it now. That's right. Apparently. And if we use it, we'll give you passes. Hey, we'll now. Two more passes on the line. There Don't make it a it. lame comment. <laughs> exactly. We do have Call. the right to uh, yeah. vote on any. I just want a car hood and say I want free passes. <laughs> yeah, passes. Love the show. So I was one of the three people at the fly. and uh, You know <laughs> what? Those people deserve the world. <laughs> they deserve a pass. <laughs> We're importing <laughs> flies to fill yeah. the entire theater with. Yeah. Exactly. Just a nice nod to the movie. Links to all that and more on our website at www.pgtcpodcast.com. And make sure, again, if you want tickets to these things before they're sold out, you've got to follow the Alamo Draft House online on social media. You can search for Alamo Spring Mo, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Nice and easy. Alamo yeah. Spring Mo. Make sure you're doing it because coming up real quick, I've already started picking up my space for <laughs> my tattoos. So, <laughs> That's uh, right. Tattoo oh day is goodness. coming. We'll talk there, about that next time. There you go. <laughs> That's such a cool idea and it makes me so anxious. <laughs> me anxious. too, David. It makes me anxious makes for some me a little reason. anxious too. Well, I'm torn between a couple of the things. And so I'm trying to figure out where they fit into my 
into your scheme of yeah. into your pattern. Uh, I'm uninked, so just I've so anywhere we want to put it. one. Well, start now. <laughs> my son just turned 18, 18 yeah, and he was actually talking about since I brought it up and I was showing him what was going on. He's like, "Well, I'd like to get a tattoo," and I'm like, "I don't know if you could <laughs> take the tattoo or not." He's kind of he's a tender flower. I, I love it. One and only tattoo that like the instant I turned 18. Yeah. You can get yeah. a quarter of a tattoo. And yeah. it's still there. <laughs> Mine are still working my, their way down my arms. So. Yeah. If you're not doing the social media thing, because some of you don't, you can download the Almo Draft House app. Just search for Almo Draft House in your phone's app store or your mobile device's app store. Or you can visit the Almo Draft House online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield. Or if you don't do any of that, if you fear technology, if you just don't want to do that, you can always walk in here. And get your tickets. But I'm telling you, we had anecdotes last weekend. Sometimes those things will sell out before you can make it in here, even with the best of intentions. Mm -hmm. So you really, if you're wanting to get involved and check some of these things out. No joke. You can literally be down the street like I was and thought I would come in and get tickets. Down the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) So make sure either way, however you do it, find a way to connect to the Alamo Draft House so you'll know what's coming up and get your tickets as soon as you possibly can. But that's it for this week's show. We're going to get out of here. I have been Joey Mills with ComingSoon.net. David Mann with the Alamo Draft House. K-Dub. Jen. Jenny Jake. And we are getting out of here. We Love will it. see you sometime <laughs> this weekend, probably during a screening of Halloween, sometime <laughs> at the Alamo Draft House. Come out and join us. And Later. eat your activity. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our shows at pgtcpodcast.com.